We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sports Overline does continue here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauly. As we continue on, just a one-hour program tonight. We take you till 8 o'clock. We uh, got on a little bit late this evening after uh, the St. Louis University Basketball Coaches Show. That comes your way on Monday nights from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock here on KMOX. It was a pretty solid weekend of NFL football. Certainly uh, from a storyline perspective, it was absolutely fantastic. And now uh, one of the best days in sports this upcoming Sunday. I always say it's two two Super Bowl caliber games without everything that sometimes goes into the Super Bowl where you have the distractions. I always uh, love the uh, the championship uh, conference championship Sunday, and uh, we get there after a very solid day or a very solid weekend of divisional round action, and uh, very happy to welcome onto the program to uh, wrap up everything that went on this weekend. He is uh, Jeff Kerr. You follow him on Twitter, at Jeff Kerr CBS. He uh, covers and writes about the NFL for CBS Sports. You also hear him uh, in the the Atlantic City area on 97.3 ESPN, and he's part of uh, the uh, Jacob Sports Group uh, in the Philadelphia area as well. They do a lot of media stuff, and he joins us uh, right now on the program. Jeff, thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us. How are you? Hey, Matt, doing pretty good. Um, Didn't expect uh, the Eagles to be this far in the season back in August, but had pretty high hopes for this team, so you know, just enjoying the weekend so far. Yeah, really wanted to start with you on the Eagles since you are in Philadelphia. They they just roll over the Giants on uh, on Saturday night, uh, thirty eight to seven. You alluded to it. I feel like now maybe you don't get this sense because you're right in the middle of it. But but I'm sitting here in St. Louis, Missouri. It just it feels like people still don't believe in the Eagles, but they just had a fourteen win season and they're rolling through the playoffs. Like it just they're a really good team, and it feels like a lot of people still don't believe in them. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I don't think they get the respect um, that maybe the national media does. And, and again, I, I'm an, I'm a national media guy. I cover the NFL for CBS. I hear it all the time. It's well, you know, the, the Giants are the red hot team, and I'm like, really, really a team that's three five and one in their last nine's red hot is. Is that the narrative we're pushing here? I, I just think the Eagles have been so good throughout the season. They kind of just got forgotten about. They went off to that big start, 8-0, and then they lost to Washington. And 
I, I think people were like, okay, they're, you know, they're, there's a weakness in there. Well, there really wasn't a weakness because they cruised to a 13-1 start. And I think everybody was just trying to find the hot teams, you know, the 49ers. You know, who can challenge them? The 49ers, the Cowboys, and obviously Dallas is knocked out now. But we're going to get the NFC title game that I think we've been anticipating since probably November in the Eagles and the 49ers. There's the two best teams in the NFC. Uh, I feel both are deserving to be there. Both are deserving to go to the Super Bowl. And it's going to be a great matchup this weekend. Does Jalen Hurts get the credit that he deserves for the many different ways he's able to impact a football game? I, I say he does. I think he is part of that group, you know, that top five quarterback group. I think he's gotten that respect this year. But I think too many people took Micah Parsons' words into account that he was a system quarterback. Well, no, he is the system. And by the way, since Micah Parsons has said that, Dallas has lost three games. They, they, they've been two and three since he made those comments. And you know, to, to me, Matt, I just feel Jalen Hurts has made such an impact on this football team with his arm, his legs, his leadership ability. His leadership ability is second to none, by the way. I, I, I know that that gets overstated a lot, but I've been hearing this guy talk for three years now. He just has that it factor in him. He has that Joe Burrow, that Patrick Mahomes uh, factor in him. You can even say Josh Allen to an extent. He's part of that conundrum. He really does deserve the credit he's getting. I, I think too many people discourage the passing touchdowns. Well, he also had 13 rushing touchdowns, right? You know, he, had thir- he has 38 total touchdowns in the 16 games he's played, and the Eagles are 15 and one in that. And as a matter of fact, they're 18 and two in the last 20 games he's played, in, including the playoffs. So, I, I, I mean, I do think Jalen Hurts gets that credit, but I think a lot of people like to go, yeah, but the Eagles are really good, and I don't think that's fair to him. I had somebody uh, on from Football Outsiders a few months ago, and I asked him what coach in the NFL is best at using data and analytics and things like that, where football still is a little bit behind some other sports, and the first person they mentioned was Nick Sirianni. So uh, to to that point, and also from an organizational standpoint, how how many intelligent like decision makers are inside of that organization that are allowing them to have uh, you know as, as much of an opportunity to be successful as possible? I'll tell you what, Matt. More than I can count, I'll say that. I know the Eagles got a bunch of guys in there. They've always been at kind of the forefront of the analytics department. And I think that's because of Howie Roseman. You know, he used to get criticized in Philadelphia for not being a football guy. Well, not being a football guy is something that. Howie Roseman has rallied around. He's kept receipts. And honestly, I think the fan base embraces it now that he's that he was, quote, unquote, not a football guy, that he's a guy who can tear a roster down and build it back up and make it even better. And you know, it just seems like every, there are some seasons where every time Howie Roseman makes a decision, it turns to gold. Like 2017, he signed Patrick Robinson. He signed Chris Long. He signed Alshon Jeffrey, guys like that, Tory Smith. And they helped the Eagles win a Super Bowl. Now this year, he's signing, like, bona fide stars. Like, Hassan Reddick, he got for $15 million a year. James Bradbury gets for $10 million. Guys like that, impact players on this. A.J. Brown, uh, another one. It, it, yeah, and again, I think the Eagles know how to win in today's NFL. It's generate a dominant pass rush, have a quarterback who doesn't turn the football over, and have electric receivers. And I, I just think that that is – oh, oh dominate in the trenches too, uh, which is which they've done for 20, 20 plus years now. So – and I just think the Eagles know the formula to winning. They just have to find the right players for it. And Howie Roseman did that this year. Let's stick in the NFC 
49ers beat the Cowboys. Niners will match up against the Eagles. In many ways, the Cowboys losing is a bigger story than the 49ers winning, just the way uh, that game ended up going down. What was your takeaway on I'm watching that game when they were down four late before San Francisco got the late touchdown or late uh, field goal. All I could think to myself was they're down four and they had an extra point blocked and they didn't go for a field goal at one point because they didn't have trust in Mahar. And then they ended up turning the ball over later on in that drive. And there's your four points right there. It just, it, it always feels like it's something with the Cowboys and they play, tried to do that funky thing at the end of the game. Lord knows what was going on there. It just feels like they're always getting their own way. Yeah, they make mistakes every single year. And it actually masks how bad Dak Prescott played because he did not have a good game either. And you're right, Matt. It's always something with them, it, where it's Mike McCarthy and his clock management. By the way, Mike McCarthy clock management one-on-one was a full display yesterday, taking 30 seconds to punt when you're down seven. Yeah. Never understood that one. Uh, Dalton Schultz not knowing how to get out of balance and then doesn't drag his feet to make sure uh, – by the way, Dolan Schultz was open the punch yesterday. I don't know if Dak Prescott just couldn't see him or th- that wasn't the game plan. I-, I still don't know what's going on with Dallas, but it does feel like the clock is ticking for Jerry Jones. I'm not talking – I hate that – you know, it just feels like a mortality clock is ticking, right? Like Jerry Jones knows he may not have that much time left on this earth, and I don't think he knows what to do to get this team over the hump. And I, I think there's there may be a solution, but – I don't think he wants to do it, and that's get rid of Dak Prescott because he put all his eggs in the Dak Prescott basket, and he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback, and I think Jerry Jones is finally getting that sense of reality like, you know what, maybe this guy isn't the guy. Maybe I paid the wrong guy. McCarthy, in all likelihood, will be back next year. We know he is a good offensive coach, but at the same time, the clock management stuff, I mean, this goes back to his time in Green Bay. It's it's never been a strength of his. Should the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, whoever else in that organization that makes decisions, should they be forcing something on him to bring in somebody who can really help out with the clock management issues? I, I think you got to do something. I mean, because Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn certainly aren't helping him out with that. I, I don't, you know, I don't think any any of any of the other coaches are. So yeah, I think he's got to bring in somebody to help out. But here's the thing: it, it's weird, right? Because I think Mike McCarthy is a good coach. I mean, obviously he gets. Dallas, they did have a good year. I mean, they went 12-5, and five and you know, I didn't think they were going to go 12-5 this year. I thought they'd take a step back, and they were able to win games with Cooper Rush. And, but again, it was the same old story with the Cowboys. Just fade at the end of the season, and by, by the time the postseason comes, they, they just don't feel like they're that Super Bowl contender that they are in September and October. doesn't matter who their coach is, but yeah, I, Mike McCarthy's got to do something. I mean, it does look like his job's safe. It, it's hard to justify getting rid of him, but Jerry Jones has every reason to. I just think he doesn't know what to do. I, I mean, quite honestly. I, I mean, they're like the Bills right now. Where do you go from here? But at least the Bills could say, we got Josh Allen. We got one of the top five quarterbacks in the game. I don't, The Cowboys can't say that. They, they have a guy who's been there seven years, and he just doesn't seem to be getting any better. In fact, he's gotten worse. So I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't think Jerry does. The Niners are a great story. They've got a, a fantastic defense. They're on their third quarterback, a guy that most people had never even heard of before this season uh, got started. And he, he's not winning you games, but he's not losing you games. He's doing what he needs to do to, to help others make plays. You could just tell, even like his post-game interview yesterday, you could tell that he has the respect of his teammates. And here they are, the 49ers, continuing to make noise in the playoffs. I love the Brock Purdy story. 
again, maybe this is just me being in Philadelphia. I'm trying to find, okay, how's this 49ers team going to beat the Eagles? I always try to find ways like a team can beat another team. And I've been doing that with the 49ers over the last several weeks. And people in California don't want to hear it. I, I, I watch them every week. I, I love watching Christian McCaffrey. I love watching Debo Samuel. I love watching Kyle Shanahan coach. Puts Brock Purdy in the best possible position to win. But I've been saying for weeks, let's see what happens when he faces a pressure like the Cowboys pass rush or the Eagles pass rush. Dallas gave me all the answers to the test. He was 3 for 11 for 24 yards against the Cowboys facing pressure. He's never had to face pressure like that. And it, they got him off the spot, and he was lucky he didn't throw a couple of interceptions yesterday, just like he was against Seattle. So when is that clock going to strike midnight? Now you're going to be facing a pass rush with 75 sacks who just seems to dominate everybody every week now. I mean, I never expected Eagles pass rush to be as good as they were this year. And I thought they were going to be good back in August, but not 75 sack good. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Shanahan handles that, how he can get the ball to his skill. Maybe San Francisco will run the ball all day next week. Who knows? I mean, they can certainly do it with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, but that 49ers team, I love the way they're coached. I love D'Amico Ryan's defense. Been a fan of D'Amico Ryan's for years. Happy to see what he's doing there. And I- I'm glad the world got to see how good Fred Werner actually is as a linebacker. That, that guy's a stud. Let's jump over to the AFC. KMOX is the home of uh, the Chiefs here in St. Louis. And uh, they hold off the Jaguars 27-20. to But Patrick Mahomes has the high ankle sprain. How concerned are you about that? Generally, that's a pretty big injury. Yeah, it is. It's usually a multiple-week injury. I mean, I, I think it definitely takes some of the luster off Chiefs Bengals, but and probably will make me think the Bengals are going to win this game. But I said on um, Kansas City uh, Sports Radio 810 this morning, if Patrick Mahomes finds a way to pull this off, this is going to be the that aha moment. You know, like, there's nothing you could do to beat me because this is a team that has owned Kansas City in the last three years. And now he's playing with a high ankle sprain. Can't do what he normally can do, extend the play and move outside the pocket and create plays with his feet and his arm. But if he can stand in the pocket and his offensive line can protect him and get the ball to where he needs to go, which he can do, uh, man, uh, that would be such a great story for Patrick Mahomes and his legacy with the Chiefs. I'm concerned about it, no doubt, just from watching that game Saturday. But I've learned over the years. I know – Cincinnati has beaten them three straight times, but I, I, I know as someone from Philadelphia, you never doubt Andy Reid and you never doubt Patrick Mahomes. That, that's a dangerous combination. As long as, the, as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the field, the Chiefs got shot. You mentioned the Bengals. They beat the Bills 27-10. Let's start with Buffalo, though, on this. Is, is this something where there are some flaws inside of this team, or is it more when it comes to Buffalo, the emotional letdown of what happened uh, following that Monday night game with DeMar Hamlin and they never recovered? I mean, it just it, you watched that game and you were trying to figure out how in the world uh, Buffalo wasn't doing more against Cincinnati. Yeah, I think it's a combination of both, actually. So with the Bills, I mean, how can you not be shell-shocked by what happened with DeMar Hamlin? And they didn't play well in any of the games since the DeMar Hamlet thing. You know, the Patriots game, they they wrote off emotion. The Dolphins game, they didn't play well at all. But I thought, okay, they survived that. Now they get to play Cincinnati. And Cincinnati doesn't have three of their starting five offensive linemen. Oh, maybe the Bills pass rush could get to them, even though they struggled the past seven weeks. No, my eyes deceived me. My my heart deceived me in that. I, I thought maybe Buffalo's pass rush would get there. Nope. 
still sucks without Von Miller. They still can't run the football as well with unless Josh Allen's running it. Uh, you know, the, their offensive line is as good as people make it out to be. It's a very flashy team. It's a very talented team. They got a lot of stars, but they also got a lot of holes. Uh, you can tell with the offensive line. You can tell with the pass rush. They got to go back to square one there also. They have to stop letting Josh Allen carry this football team. Josh Allen just carries this football team way too much, and he wins football games for them way too much. They should not have to rely on him as much as they do. I think that's where all the Josh Allen turnovers come in. And Sean McDermott's got to have a head-to-head talk, a heart-to-heart, sorry, heart-to-heart talk. He's got to have that with himself. Look, what do I got to do here? How can I improve as a coach? Because last year was your year to beat the Chiefs, and you lost to them, bottom line. You straight up lost to them with the 13 to second thing. And now this year you're getting blown out by Cincinnati, who they were 13 and one at home. Yeah, anything you wanted. Man, uh, I, I'm really curious to see what the Bills do this offseason. Just a couple more moments with uh, Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports as he continues to uh, join us here on Sports Open Line on, on KMOX. The Bengals really seem to take joy in not allowing the neutral site game. Joe Burrow just oozes superstar right now in the NFL. Like everything about the Bengals. And I know how far they got last year, obviously, but it still felt like a lot of people were dismissing them. And to me, that win, that moment kind of was their coming out party where they were saying, we are an elite team in the National Football League. Oh, I agree. I, I, you know, that was the most impressive win of the weekend, and and that that counts what the Eagles did to the Giants because I didn't think Cincinnati was going to be able to do that to them with their offensive line and their inability to run the football, and they just pound the football down their throats. I knew Lou Amarillo had a great defense, but man, did they have a great game plan for shutting down uh, Buffalo? And and again, I think a lot of that has to do with Buffalo and their struggles running the football and with their offensive line. They they just weren't as good as we thought they were, and. Cincinnati is. Cincinnati's a really good team. They're probably the best team in the NFC. I mean, in the AFC, 1-53. to But now comes the next question for them. They play this underdog card perfectly. No one believes in us. We're going to shock the world. We're going to shut people up. Well, now what happens when you got – when you're playing a team you beat all the time and you own? Now what? You know, you can't say no one believes in you anymore. A lot of people expect Cincinnati to win that game against Kansas City because of the Mahomes high ankle sprain, and they seem to dominate them in fourth quarters. I'm really curious to see what happens this weekend, but you can't doubt Joe Burrow. You can't doubt Zach Taylor and that team anymore. Uh, Joe Burrow's a stud. There's a lot of really good players on that football team. It's, you know, it's time to give Cincinnati the respect they deserve, including myself. And, and I said this last week. If I had to rank the eight divisional teams, I put them six, six out of eight. And like I said, they could be number one easily. But that offensive line is a concern, and I'm I'm a big believer in the trenches. Hats off to Cincinnati and what they were able to do this weekend. He is Jeff Kerr. You read him at CBSSports.com. Follow him on Twitter at Jeff Kerr CBS. Great stuff. I know you're super busy. Thank you for being so gracious with your time, and hopefully we can catch up again real soon. No, Matt, it's the best time of the year. I always have time for this stuff, man. Jeff Kerr joining us here on Sports Open Line on KMOX, and we appreciate him taking some uh, time with us to really break down all things going on in the NFL. Jeff is one of my favorite NFL people to uh, talk to. Very passionate about uh, the Eagles and what's going on in Philadelphia, but from a national standpoint, certainly can talk everything going on in the league, and uh, he's certainly someone I enjoy being able to uh, bring to you. All right, we'll take a break. We've got a lot more to go here uh, in the next uh, 20 minutes or so before we wrap things up for the day. 
This is Sports Open Line right here on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 